Next on BYU Sports Nation, a super sensational, scintillating Super Bowl. And the BYU man that helped swing the momentum. The big game caps off an incredible 12 months of sports nationally and in Cougar sports. What was your favorite BYU sports moment over the weekend? Plus a milestone win for Dave Rose. Another sweep for BYU Volleyball over UCLA. Coach Lucas Slave in the house. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, February 6th, wherever and however you're dialed in, the post-football era in 2017 has begun. But it's great to have you oh, with us. What? Why'd you start the show with that? Because that's the reality! I'm so sad now. Like it hadn't set in, and now you just crushed my hopes and off-season dreams. I have good news for you. We're going to relive a lot of that because Super Because we can't talk. live any more football. You know what? Mitch Harper, our <laughs> friend uh, from uh, SB Nation, um, tweeted out... Mitch, Har- Mitch Harper? Yeah. Yeah. He tweeted out uh, a few things last night. Look, the draft, uh, off-season magazines, fall camp. Yeah, those are all wonderful. Like things because that, there's no games. And then he said, "We we can make it. We can do it." Yeah. <laughs> Spring ball as well. You know what really gets me through though? It's, uh, <laughs> men's hoops. Uh, maybe not this year. Uh, men's volleyball, baseball. Yeah. I enjoy those. Into the spring, gets warm. Major League Baseball, I get into that. And then football comes back. I all of a sudden forget about it because Mariners aren't in the hunt. It's fun to have ranked <laughs> teams at BYU in the yeah. spring sports, right? Yeah, that's fun. BYU's the number one ranked preseason team every year. Um, yes. In uh, yes. hype, so we're excited for that. My friends, if you don't know him, this is Jerem Jordan. I'm Hi. Spencer Linton. And we have buried one of the leads today, Jerem. Really? What is it? Not the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl commercials. And I know you are very opinionated about said Super Bowl commercials. There were some good ones. I liked the Cam Newton one. I liked the Justin Timberlake one. <laughs> I forgot about the Cam Newton one. <laughs> um, I, the Skittles one was fun, really funny. I, yes. yes. Stranger Things 2 promo teaser. Yeah, Is that a commercial, though? Yes. Does that qualify yeah. as a commercial? Yes, because they want you to consume their product. So, yes. And yeah. they had to pay money to get that slot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was exciting. Comes out Halloween. I thought the Stranger... If you haven't watched Stranger Things, it's on Netflix. It's awesome. Stranger Things 2 coming out Halloween. I thought it was going to come out during the summer. So I'm like, yeah, sweet! And then it says Halloween. I'm like, the whole room with me. No! Yeah. Everyone's You got to wait three yeah. more months, man. Yeah. So Stranger Things 2, the promo, was, yeah, was the highlight of all of the commercials for the Super Bowl. Yes. Because it was a 25-point game, and I was like kind of bored. And then someone said, Stranger Things is going to have a promo. And I'm like, what? Now, then I was engaged. And then the game got better. Yeah, We'll talk about that coming up. The Cam Newton one was good. That, that's probably my third favorite. But the top two for me were <laughs> the Bye 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 commercial. That was funny. With Justin Timberlake. He didn't say a word. Did. Probably got paid over a million bucks. <laughs> to not say a word. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Well, if you go back and watch it again, it's – you know, because it took me a second to realize that those are the lyrics to the song that were being said. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then, and then the reveal of Justin Timberlake at the end was really funny. And, and then, I'm like, the, oh, there's a product called this. The Skittles commercial was also really funny. With that was all really the different funny. personalities. That was probably the best <laughs> product placement, as opposed to like a movie or a TV show. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really. But the ro- the robber scoots over, catches one, and then like the security officer, like <laughs> the grandma was funny catching a skittle in her mouth. Ah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well. Well played, but overall, kind kind of disappointing, right? Like commercials overall. I I don't know. Maybe we build it up so much in our minds that we're just like, eh, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. That's okay because the game. I'm thinking of so many other things to describe that. Like what you just. Okay, tell me the things you're thinking of. No. Oh, you don't. You don't do that. Lunch conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll save it. Conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not invited to that BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Facebook Live it. (laughs) Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Maybe you heard the Super Bowl happened yesterday, and maybe you heard that BYU alum Kyle Van Noy had a sack in the Patriots Super Bowl win over the Atlanta Falcons. How about that? Awesome. Van Noy tweeting out a picture of him kissing the Super Bowl trophy and saying the following. They say everything happens for a reason. Thank you, Super Bowl champ. Fantastic stuff. Now, some of you will remember, devoted followers of the show. You're invited to lunch. Steve Young was on the show in October the day Kyle Van Noy got traded to the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. He called his shot. We actually told him that. He was like, really? Yes, he and he yeah. reacted and called his shot. Listen to this. For Kyle, it's a dream come true to find that that place. And now, if he can make it there, uh, you have the great platform to do some phenomenal things. And by the way, he's going to get a Super Bowl ring this year, so that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. It's not that crazy to call the Patriots like they were a preseason favorite and whatnot. But hey, it happened. He called it. Congratulations yeah. to Kyle Van Noy. I wonder really cool. if he was still feeling good about calling his shot when the Patriots were losing 28-3 to in the second half. He was on the field. Steve he was, was. He was there. Yeah. Interviewing Bill Belichick with Chris Berman and Randy Moss. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic stuff. But congratulations to Kyle Van Noy. Very that cool. Was, that, well, was fun. that was fun. Yeah. And he got out of Detroit. We were all happy for him just for that reason. Dave Rose reached win number 300 Saturday night with a 73-62 win over Portland. Portland. Rose has the second most wins in program history and his first in winning percentage. It was a tighter game than we thought, but BYU got the dub. Dave Rose got the 300th win, and he loves nothing more than discussing it. Here's what he told you, Spencer, after the game. Well, I'm glad we had a lot of fight in our guys. Uh, things weren't going you know, really well for us, and... Uh, we kind of turned them on a little bit, and I've always said that it's really hard to win games. And, you know, we had a really emotional night the other night, and and we just had to respond to it. And this was uh, the win is is terrific to win a really hard fought, tough game when we're not playing well for a young team. That's a good thing. What are you feeling in your heart right now? I'm just grateful. I'm very grateful to all the fans, to the players, all my coaches. I mean, it's it feels good. Thing about it, it's over. Now we can talk about something else. That's good. He, the best part of that is that Cool in the Gang celebration is being played by the BYU. Yes, in the yes. background. Cele- celebrate it's good a times. Celebration. 
<laughs> and in classic, he hates day, talking about in classic day rose fashion at the end. The best thing about this is we can talk about something else. Then we got another game. Yeah, and it's a Saturday night. He could take it easy. You know, fun. nope, he's ready to move on. Yep. BYU women's basketball rebounding after their loss at Gonzaga last Thursday. They roll past Portland. 77-38. Senior out. guard Mackenzie Pulsifer led the team with 16 points, shooting 62% from the field and having a stat line with three three-pointers. And fourth-ranked men's volleyball beat second-ranked UCLA twice over the weekend, got a dramatic five-set win Friday as seen on BYU TV. Ton of fun there. And a sweep Saturday night where BYU came back in the third set. Ben Patch led the Cougars with 41 kills in the eight sets on the weekend. Assistant coach Lucas Slabe will tell us just how important the UCLA wins were for BYU in the conference standings, tiebreakers, seating scenario, and everything coming up later in the show. And maybe what happened in the Smithfield House was your top moment for BYU over the weekend, which brings us to our Twitter question. What was your favorite BYU sports moment from the weekend? There was lots going on there. Was it Kyle Van Oyen, Dave Rose, volleyball, other? Weigh in. Use the hashtag BYUSN at RoyalBlueCoog. Being at BYU Hoops and watching BYU Volleyball sweep UCLA on my phone as BYU picked up their game for the win. Okay, so you there can you consume both at the same time. Yeah. I go UCLA, uh, BYU men's volleyball beating UCLA. There was a lot going on. But it was really important for BYU on the season. I think BYU win the regular season title now because they're going to own the tiebreaker over the likely second Best team in the league. And UCLA had two All-Americans out. BYU benefited from that. One they kind of knew before the game. The other was a surprise. And a surprise to us as well in the broadcast. But there was a rally that was like 50 seconds long. That's ridiculous. That was so fun. It was so fun. So regardless of BYU losing their only conference matchup against UC Irvine, you feel like they're in a good position to still win the regular season. Yeah, Long Beach State's going to be at home later in the year. We'll talk to Luke Slavi. It was an important weekend. But there was a lot going on. Like, it's hard not to say Kyle Van Oy, Dave Rose, or whatever. For me, it was Davin Gwynn of BYU Basketball. Whoa! Davin Gwynn saving the day for Dave Rose to get win number 300. Mm. Not only did he play good defense at the top of that 1-3-1 zone, and he's caused problems now for Gonzaga and for Portland. Yeah, he's in basically a cross-country games. runner. Up there. He hit a three-pointer with BYU down five late to pull them within two that was enormous. And so good for Davin Gwynn. He's the guy that doesn't get a lot of credit. He earned a scholarship in the offseason as a walk-on. It, it was I, I'm, I know that Dave Rose was happy to get win 300, but I know that he was a little bit more happy that Davin Gwynn played a large role in that. I want to say Davin lived in the Portland area and then moved later. So beating Portland probably meant something to Davin. Yeah, by the way, I heard the following things about Davin Gwynn over the weekend. Uh, he was described as Gwynn Sanity and in it to Gwyn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Super Bowl, appropriately titled. Can we just appreciate greatness for a few more moments? 25-point comeback win for the Patriots. 31 unanswered points. First overtime game in Super Bowl history. The catch, Jerem, by Julian Edelman. Wow. That all, was all that unbelievable. Stuff. Two two-point conversions in the fourth quarter. Bill Belichick smiled for crying out loud. Of course he did. Come on. Tom Brady wins a record fifth Super Bowl. Roger Goodell booed into submission by Patriots fans. The ultimate counterpunch for Deflategate. 
And of course, one of the BYU all-time greats, Kyle Van Noy, making a pivotal play, getting his half sack, and then he becomes the meme slash gif of Super Bowl 51. Yeah, his reaction was awesome. <laughs> it was hard not to uh, laugh at that. When the Patriots tied the game, I believe, was the moment. Kyle Van Noy headlines our stat of the day as well. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. KVN is the 24th different player from BYU to win a Super Bowl. That's pretty awesome. Kyle Van Noy, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. From the Detroit Lions to the New England Patriots. Wow. Talk about awesome. And he that probably should thank uh, the Atlanta Falcons for some epic mismanagement of the clock late in the game. Uh, yeah. Run the ball three times, kick a field goal, you win. But no. So we had a conversation with our producer, Ben Bagley, over text last night just about all of the different directions that we could go talking about the Super Bowl. It, this was a, a fitting end to an unparalleled last 12 months of sports championship games and series. Uh, just uh, unbelievable that the Super Bowl was just one in a list of crazy fun things that we've been able to watch because of sports. The Clemson touchdown to beat Alabama with one second to play. The Cubs erased a 3-1 to one deficit. The Cavaliers, Cleveland won a championship, beating Golden State coming back from a 3-1 deficit. And then the Villanova buzzer beater. All that's happened in the last calendar year. That's unbelievable. I, we'd be hard-pressed the rest of eternity to have a year like this. By the way, the Villanova game was played in the same stadium, NRG. NRG Stadium. And the Good next ball. the next football game that's going to be played in that stadium is Brigham versus LSU. Don't play any music right now, please. Thank you. Well, that's not the first game, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not yeah, counting that, yeah, down to yeah, that yeah. game, right? Well, we were excited for a while. Now that it's an FCS school, I'm not as excited. But I like the TV show Vikings. What a fantastic time. I'm just going to ignore the Vikings thing. <laughs> I, I'm I like, no, 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 no. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I don't know. She, Shep's not here. So. Hey! Countdown to the Vikings. 201. <laughs> that was so behind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, I don't do this often. Give me a break. <laughs> I was like, what's going Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Because I'm not doing it. Yep. I'm not doing yep. it. Yeah, I got you back. That's, I got you back. Yeah, that's the kind of execution on the... Uh, Hopefully BYU is better at executing that in the first game. Somewhere Jason Shepard is yeah, oh, he's doing, prob- doing his Mr. Burns from the He's probably Simpsons. on the bike at the gym going, <laughs> yes, yes, Smithers, yes. Oh, what a, la- what a last what? 12 months of so, sports. So amazing. Ugh. In fact, I saw a sweatshirt um, after the volleyball game on former BYU basketball player Chris Collinsworth that said sports, not a period. I immediately bought it. Uh, Right after that. You bought Online. the t-shirt? Oh, it's a sweater. It's a, it's it's, a, it's a sweater. It's a sweater. Yeah I, yeah, I bought it. I'm waiting. I was hoping to have it today, but they didn't uh, overnight it on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's been a good show so far. Stranger Things. We, we've already quoted three amigos. We've talked about the epic championship finishes. <laughs> Aside from the countdown, I yeah, think it's been yeah, pretty awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yep. And, and it, was a, it was an interesting weekend for BYU Sports Nation because there was a prominent figure in the Super Bowl, a direct tie to BYU with Kyle Van Noy, and some good things happened for the Cougars, their athletics program, in multiple sports. It was a good weekend. What was your favorite moment from the weekend? 
In regard to BYU sports, that is our Twitter question today. Send in your responses. Hashtag BYUS. I know what the worst one was now. Was that? Again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, saw that. I should have saw that. We should have come in. It's February 6th. Up next, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, joins us to discuss Dave Rose's 300th basketball win and Kyle Van Noy's newly acquired Super Bowl ring. He's a sweater. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer the following question. What was your favorite BYU sports moment from the weekend? Men's Hoops plays at Pepperdine. 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 The Firestone Fieldhouse coming up Thursday night, 11 Eastern, a late one on ESPNU and BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Check it out. BYU lost that game last year, so hopefully the Cougars can play better this year. Yeah, Firestone Fieldhouse has not been friendly to BYU basketball. It's the smallest venue BYU plays in. Like, the roof is low, there's no space, but it's like, like when you talk about quote-unquote high school gym, it's the closest thing to a high school gym. Like, LMU is more like a community college type gym. Yeah, I'm saying it. Me and Nick Emery, we hang out on the weekends, I guess. But it's in Malibu, right? Yeah. It's hard to, yeah, exactly. Going to that game last year was us awesome because I was like, oh, I'm in Malibu. This is great. And Drake and Reggie Miller are there. Like it's- Reggie was there at the game. Trent Dilfer was there at the game. Yeah. Just hanging out. And I was there. So, yeah, just tons of celebs. Uh, show up with us. Speaking of uh, favorite moments and BYU basketball, BYU LASF Jazz tweets in his favorite moment from the weekend. Eric Mika with the steal, diving for the oh, ball. Changed the game. Tap to Haas, changed momentum of that game. Play the game. Game changer. Awesome. One of the top five plays of the season for Eric Mika. It's going to be tough to beat that. That was, that was great. That was awesome. That was great. Joining us now, dual threat analyst, national champion at BYU. And the best hair in Kaysville, top 10 hair in Provo. Yep, we're bringing it back again. Yeah, working on it. We're bringing it back again. You can't get away. You know, the pressure that you guys put on me, though. Like (laughs) now, when you're combing your hair, are you thinking about it? Here's the deal. Like, I can't even, I go to go out now, and and Brendan's like, hey, let's run over. I'm in sweats. Hey, let's run over and do such and such. Let's go over to Riverwoods. I'm like, just a minute. I have to check my hair. <laughs> because, because now it's, it's made it into the top 10 in Provo. I, I can't go out with my hair looking like this. Yeah. So then I go and I fluff it a little bit and I get it ready to roll because I don't want somebody to see it out there and for me to go out of that top 10. Once you get into the top 10, you have a thirst to stay there. I don't want to be out of the top 10. So you guys have ruined me. I can't go out of the house with a hair out of place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brenda. Really, we're affecting your relationship now with her. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, Blaine. Uh, what, what a weekend. The Super Bowl was off the charts good. Um, we have focused our Twitter conversation down to what was your favorite moment from the BYU Sports Weekend. Then we'll get some generic thoughts from you uh, in relation to specific BYU teams. But what, what was your top moment from the BYU Sports Week? So mine's going to be different than anybody's, except for maybe one other person, because mine came behind the scenes. So mine came in after shoot-around when Dave and I, Dave McCann and I got to sit down with Dave Rose for about 45 minutes after practice and talk to him about 300. Hmm. And, and so that was a way behind-the-scenes moment where he didn't want to talk about it. He's like, you know what? I'm just, it started out with, I just can't wait to get it over with. Because I just don't want the focus to be on me. I want to get it behind us, and it's a cool thing, but I, I don't, I'm tired of talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. The focus needs to be on these guys. And so he's, he's constantly trying to defer the credit for what has been a remarkable coaching career here. And, uh, and Dave and I said, no, nope, guess what? We're talking about it. We want to talk about it. And he's like, okay. 
So then we got into it, and, and it was really, really fun. The gratitude that he has, um, and, and we asked him, you know, did you ever expect that you would get to 300? And he goes, guys, I, in this profession, whether it's at BYU or someplace else, you never expect to be in a spot long enough to get to that. Yeah. He goes, so no, I had no thought that I would ever get to 300 wins. No. And he goes, and when I think about it, I just reflect on all the players. And he started to go through player after player that he just named over his career that had an impact. And he started to talk about administra- people in the administration that have, have had an impact. He talked about coaches in other sports that have had an impact. I mean, the level of gratitude that he has to be here as long as he has and to coach the players that he's coached and to work with the assistant coaches and the coaches in other sports and the administration that he's worked with here – it, it was. It was. I just thought it was awesome, and it really gave me a reflection or, or, or a, a view into the man at how how grateful he is, how gracious he is, how thankful he is. And, and I walked out of there. And I'm like, oh man, it could. Three hundred wins couldn't come to a more grateful person. He. So that was my moment. My moment was the behind the scenes conversation with Dave Rose about what 300 meant to him. And, you know, and the, excl- the exclamation point on it was that he says, you know what, a few years ago with the health scare that I had, I didn't know that I'd be around. Seriously. Yeah. And so he says, you know, he says, I don't have a, a day that, does, that goes by. I, I never have a game that goes by that I'm just not grateful that I'm healthy enough to be out there and to coach. So, so then, then, then we had a chance to go broadcast the game, you know, to watch him get to 300. So after that conversation, to watch him get to 300 was really gratifying. So that, that was my, my big thing for the weekend. So I, I got a glimpse behind the scenes that most people don't get a chance to yeah. get. And I'm grateful that I had a chance to do that. Yeah, that's a big deal because, one, the health scare with pancreatic cancer, and, two, that he's been here long enough to do that, and his consistency has been amazing. And now he's got this kind of young group, and uh, people are hoping that this group can turn into next year something significant. Yeah, and, and I think they will. You think about what he's done. He's averaged almost 26 wins a season through the first 11. And he's going gonna to get, Dave and I are trying to do the math. He's going to get close this year. I don't know that he gets to 26, but he could get to 23, 24, depending on you know, NIT type things. Who knows? They, could they win the, the conference tournament? So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> you just not, got a massive not, smile. Not likely, that. right? Because yeah. Gonzaga is really good. Like, really good. And I, I've seen him a couple times this year, watching him in, in, this, in our place the other night. They're just so deep and so talented, and all the right pieces are there. Mark's got, without question, the best team he's ever had up there. Um, could be why you win the tournament and go to the NCAAs, yeah. But what's more likely? They get into the NIT. They win a couple of games in the NIT. They could have another season that's... 25 wins, 24 wins, again. Stan Watts averaged under 17. And they played fewer games. Right. Like but not, we, we went and looked at that. You'd be surprised. They had 30-game seasons back then. That was my first reaction was, well, they played a lot fewer games. A few fewer games, but they had seasons where they, they played that many games. And so par- partly it's that. But what, but what Dave has done um, is remarkable. And we all ought to stand back and, and recognize it what it is. Because it's been with different types of teams and different types of players, yet consistently he just goes out and does it. So we're, we're going to be um, 10 years from now or 15 years from now, we're going to look back and, and understand how good Dave Rose was more than we do now. Because he makes the extraordinary, and by that I mean you know, 25, 26 wins a season, kind of seem ordinary. Do BYU fans take what he's done for granted? I, I think I think we do as a group, and I think our expectations. Because now we go, well, look, he's won twenty five point seven games a year. 
with guys that were never highly regarded the way this group is. So why, are, why aren't they at 30 wins this year? I mean, that, that, the bar is so high because he set the standard. He's the one that set the standard that high. So everybody expects that they're going to be this good. And, and, and until I, mean, I see, I do think that this team's getting better. And, and the one thing that people don't see behind the scenes with this team is I think Dave would just like to have the same guys healthy for practice for two weeks in a row, which he hasn't had. Last week, Nick, going into the, into the game, Emery, was not healthy with the flu. So he missed practices and played sparingly. You know, he had Elijah at the beginning of the season miss all of camp going into the season and be, and be playing sparingly until now. Then he tweaked his other knee in the Gonzaga game. Didn't practice going into the game Saturday, but played in the game Saturday. I would have liked to have known that for my going yeah. for two picks. You have Kyle – yeah, I know. I should have told you. You have <laughs> Kyle Davis, who they expected to be a senior leader on this team that, that has a season-ending injury. And so they've had a hard time having the same guys in practice for two weeks in a row. And, and they're not as – because they're not deep because they're young with their starters – and then the guys that come off the bench, they don't have some senior guys. A guy like Chapman, had he stayed here, would have been huge for this basketball team in terms of stability and understanding and being in the, you know, understanding him been, been in these situations in the past and coming in off the bench and playing. You know, a, a guy like Frank Bartley, if he was still here. And those guys left, and that hurts the depth that BYU has right now. And he doesn't have senior guys to come in and to bring stability to it. And so they go up and down, which is expected for a team that has youth. And they're having a hard time knowing who the alpha dog is on the guard line. When they get in a position where they, they, they get in a tough situation in the second half, I think they're still having a hard time knowing, okay, so is TJ the guy right now? Or, or, or is Eli the guy right now? Or, and you have to have, to be really, really good, you've got to be good on the guard line because you can take away a big guy down the stretch by just packing it in. And the teams that are good have guys that can take the ball off the dribble and create their own shot. And I'm, I'm still not sure that BYU knows who that guy is supposed to be, but eventually that will come. And so what happens is you get to the end of games and the ones that they're lose, that they've lost this season, they shouldn't lose. It's like, wait a minute, why is Yoli taking that shot right now? And oh, that was just a four shot. Because I think guys think, oh, I got to take over now. Because that's the guy I was in high school. And until they can practice for two weeks together with all the same guys and, and, and get into some of these tough games and recognize who that guy is, um, it's going to be a little bit up and down. But I do think defensively they've gotten better every game, and I think next year they come back. I've said this before the season started, right? This year is a learning year. I expect them to win 20 games this year, which I, they, I believe they will do. And then next year is a big year when they understand their roles, they're together for a whole offseason, and those p- parts and pieces come together. So. Lane Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Tricky road trip for BYU coming up at Pepperdine in a place they haven't played particularly well in the West Coast Conference campaign. And then at San Francisco, who is playing some pretty good basketball. BYU is currently one game ahead of San Francisco and Santa Clara in the West Coast Conference standings. And I thought Jaron brought up a great point. You know, while we all just kind of assume BYU is going to finish third, what kind of a chance is there that they don't finish in the top three and they slide to that number four spot? They don't want to be in the fourth spot, and they understand that. So I think there's a sense of urgency that you don't want to play. You want to get to the finals and play the Zags. So you don't want to be in the fourth spot and play them in the semis. That's, that's not good. This team is... A fantastic basketball team, a top – they are a Final Four team if they stay healthy and get the right seeding in the right bracket, right? You want to play them in the finals of the conference tournament, not in the semifinals. So BYU understands that. What I saw defensively in the second half of the last two games, so against Gonzaga and then again on Saturday, um, was a team that understood the effort that's required to play good defense. 
if they'd have played with the effort they played in the Gonzaga game, in the losses to the two teams like in the San Diego game, they, they don't lose to San Diego if they can play with that kind of effort. And so I think they've, that light bulb has finally gone on with, oh, you know what? When the chips are on the line, this is how we have to defend down the stretch to win a game. So I think they're going to have more success, even if it's on the road, down the stretch against those types of teams that they should beat. They're going to understand how to lock down defensively. Because now I've seen it two games in a row. Now it's a pattern. That 1-3-1, they are playing it really, really active now. I love, you mentioned it with Davin Gwynn's been doing, with, with his boost that he brings defensively off the bench. Everybody's getting it now defensively. They still struggle to decide who's going to be the guy with a shot. But I'm, I'm satisfied that if they can play defense like that down the stretch, they'll win games even if they're still confused about who the man is down the stretch. Gwynn's sanity was my answer to the yeah, I, question. He's... He, to me, he was the X factor. You could make you could make a point that he was the MVP of the game, even though, you know, Mika had a great game and TJ had a great game. He was the one that was the difference maker down the stretch when they had to have plays. He made plays, so you could make a you know you make a case for him as the MVP of the game Saturday. Blaine, great stuff. Sorry to put the pressure on your hair. Um, oh gosh. Well, sorry, not sorry. Right. I'm gonna have to live no, with yeah, it. That, I'm gonna have to live with it. Something you got to do. Some people man. have a target on their backs. I have a target on my head, and that's okay. <laughs> It's the worst place to have a target, yeah. Blaine. Hey, before, you, before we go, you guys are talking about all of these things, and I just mentioned this in the control room before I came in. So my year is going to be complete. After all, this year in sports has been phenomenal, right? When Tiger comes from six strokes down in the Masters wow. on Sunday, that, and he wins this thing, <laughs> then my year is going to be You need more than blue goggles for my that. goodness. Yeah, giant ones. Yeah, That's, need, the giant ones oh, are giant here. Tiger giant comes there from – don't you think – the? I mean, you guys mentioned all these things. When Tiger comes from six strokes down on Sunday <laughs> and he wins the Masters, <laughs> my <laughs> sports <laughs> year is <laughs> going to be complete. <laughs> Lane Fowler, ladies and gentlemen, calling his shot for now, Tiger Woods. Now that's crazy. It's time to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> the most unlikely year in sports uh, coming to a point in the Masters. Thank you, wow. Cyclops. Wow. <laughs> hey, maybe the greatest comeback of the weekend wasn't the Patriots or BYU basketball. Maybe it was my comeback in going for two, Jerem. Oh, man. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed the opening part of the show, we talked about everything from the great Super Bowl commercials to our favorite moments of the BYU Sports Weekend. Dave Rose getting win 300. Davin Gwynn pulling up uh, a big-time performance in BYU basketball's win. Jerem Jordan witnessing one of the great BYU-UCLA weekend series in uh, awesome. that yeah, rivalry. Awesome. Like, so much good stuff, part of a crazy Super Bowl weekend. And, and a lot of you, you're going to go with Kyle Van Noy as uh, the highlight of the weekend for BYU sports. He had a sack in the Super Bowl. Patriots, epic comeback. Like, it, it was... Uh, Unpredictable. It was Gwyn Sanity. It really, it really it was. It was Gwyn Sanity. It's a little early for that, but okay. Hey, Women's Hoops plays Pepperdine Thursday night on, on uh, BYU TV. You can listen on BYU Radio and the apps, 9 Eastern time. Check it out. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Speaking of Kyle Van Noy and that sack, he helped the Patriots win the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. Clock management, people. Van Noy, the 24th BYU Cougar overall to win a Super Bowl. Dave Rose reached win number 300 Saturday night with the 73-62 W over Portland. Rose has the second most wins in program history. 
He's first in winning percentage. He told Spencer Linton this after the game. Well, I'm glad we had a lot of fight in our guys. Uh, things weren't going you know, really well for us, and uh, we kind of turned them on a little bit. And I've always said that it's really hard to win games. And, you know, we had a really emotional night the other night, and, and we just had to respond to it. And this was uh, – the win is, is terrific to win a really hard-fought, tough game when we're not playing well. For a young team, that's a good thing. What are you feeling in your heart right now? I'm just grateful. I'm very grateful to all the fans, to the players, all my coaches. I mean, it's it feels good. Well, the best thing about it, it's over. Now we can talk about something else. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, as uh, Blaine Fowler just told us, he was excited to get win 300 out of the way just so he can focus on the team now. Yeah, he finally cracked there at the end and smiled. And you could see, <laughs> hey, that meant something to him. But, yeah, he doesn't want all the attention. He wants it to be on the players. Women's basketball rebounding after a loss at Gonzaga on Thursday in a big way. They roll against Portland 77-38. Mackenzie Pulsford had 16 points, shot 62% from the field, and had three three-pointers. And fourth-ranked men's volleyball beat UCLA twice over the weekend. A five-set epic win Friday night, and then a sweep Saturday night. Comeback fashion in the third set. Ben Patch led the Cougars with 41 kills in the eight sets. We'll talk to Lucas Slabe, assistant coach, coming up in the next segment. It was a weekend of dramatic comebacks on and off the playing surface, Jerem, which leads us into going for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Dang it! Well, well, well. Oh, the turns table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once. Anytime Michael Shame Scott Shame on can, me. Uh, yeah. Fool me twice. Strike three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lead is gone. It is gone. You got up. Was it, was it a high of two or I three? I never got up more than two. You were up okay. five and... Your boy came back to well, take the lead. Well, now now we're even. No, I don't have it. Yeah, there was a seven pick swing right there. Wow. I went up five to that? down two. Now back dead even. Thirty and thirty six overall for both Jeremy and myself <laughs> during during the game on Saturday. I had this thought. I don't like this anymore. It's too hard. It's too Going for two. It's too much. Too much pressure. <laughs> I love it. I thrive in this moment, oh, but not Saturday. Number one, I said, <laughs> and I was way off on this, and I told my brother Trevor oh, just about wait this for on, mine. On, uh, through text. I was like, what was I thinking going with this after all the emotion in Gonzaga? Number one, BYU will lead by 12-plus at halftime against Portland. That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. They were losing right, by six. Yeah. No one, no one saw that coming, really. And they I don't needed, even think Portland saw that coming. They needed a layup to make it a six-point deficit at the halftime buzzer. How about that? So I got that one way wrong. Number two, however, and this is where I made my move. BYU will make 21-plus free throws. <laughs> 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 yes, the maniacal laugh that they somehow have back there on that magic board of drops. BYU made 28. They only had six made free throws at halftime. Made 22 in the second half, so I got one for two. My first one, <laughs> I went... <laughs> You are by 21 plus. Hey, the curse of the Jerry yeah, Jordan, yeah. whatever plus lives on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wrong, BYU by 11. Wow. Okay. All right, and uh, Elijah Bryant will score 15 plus. Well, heck no. Elijah Bryant apparently tweaked his other knee. That's what Blaine Fowler just told us. Yeah, yeah, and so, they talked about that during the broadcast. I went to the volleyball match. 
Uh, Elijah Bryant will score 15 plus. Elijah Bryant scored five points. Not bad with the tweak knee, I guess. Overall, it was a winning weekend for BYU, Jerem. Okay? So I'm happy about that part. If it means you. Because if I lose this whole contest, but BYU Sports can thrive and that's the cost. You're cool with that. I'm cool with that. Absolutely. But not really, because I want to beat you. <laughs> okay? And the competitive. We're talking about a game. We're not talking comes out. Physically. Yeah. Make that clear. Oh, no domestic stuff. violence. Yeah. All tied up going into. All tied up, man. The, Coming down the backstretch of the yeah, season. The now first, second week of February. You know we're going to stretch this out with baseball and volleyball, though, somehow. Oh, is, is it going to go into baseball? I'm just telling you, I th- wow. it's too good. I, I think it should end with basketball. I think it should end with basketball. Yeah, I really okay. do. I don't know. We, we'll see. What are we going to do in May? Uh, Riddle me this. <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite BYU sports moment from the weekend? Maybe it was Kyle Van Noy's meme or gif, and it was classic. <laughs> Up next, back to sweeping UCLA in volleyball. Lucas Slabe joins us next. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Sharp. Hey, video and audio are on demand on the BYU TV app, BYU radio apps as well, anytime, anywhere. Download those. They're free. You can check out this show, other BYU TV or BYU radio programs as well. Our Twitter question today, what was your favorite BYU sports moment from the weekend? We sent out the picture of Kyle Van Noy after uh, a big play for the Patriots that has gone like viral. They tied the game. Gif. Yeah, they yeah. tied the game and said, caption this. At Hasro24 tweeted in for his caption this of that Kyle Van Noy moment. When mom says, pizza rolls are ready. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. I love it. Uh, at Hayseed68. Can't believe I was traded from the worst to the best team in the NFL and won the Super Bowl. Hashtag I need a haircut. Oh, now the Lions weren't <laughs> the worst team in No, they made the playoffs football. and then they ran into a buzzsaw named the Seahawks. They just can't win the big game, right? BYU or get to the playoffs? Hardly? Now, now there are te- there are teams on campus that consistently win big games They're and BYU games. volleyball did just that this weekend. Joining us now assistant coach Luca Slabe back in studio. Luca, good to have you back. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. It took you a while to bring me back. So I don't know what's up what's up with that. <laughs> we were waiting for it. Yeah, uh, uh, big wins over UCLA. Yeah, okay. That good. Was the difference. good occasion. You got, the, you got Thanks those. for having me. Yeah. What, what did uh what does Beating UCLA, sweeping them once again. It's now 12 in a row at home, but beating them twice in the context of this season specifically, what does that mean for BYU Volleyball? It's not just beating UCLA, any MPSF, any conference, you know, 2-0 win, two in a row, it's big right now. Everybody's beating each other. There's no team in the conference without a loss. And uh, those head-to-heads will be big at the end of the season when – they will decide who's going and who's not going uh, home or continue with the season. So, But it's always sweet to play UCLA and to win. Uh, but I wouldn't – of course, there's lots of value on those two wins, but it's, you know, it happened. Let's move on. SC is next. Uh, but it's always good to beat UCLA. Yeah. 
You're in coach mode right now because you're, yeah. Beating UCLA, when you were a player, that was a big deal, right? Like that match meant just a little more. I think some of that had to do with the fact that it was Al Skates versus Carl McGowan. Yeah. It was heated. I don't know that it's as heated. There's a kind no. of a mutual respect. No, no. We, we would never, Carl would never let Al Skates practice in Smithfield House. So they would be always in really? RB, yeah. And <laughs> Skates would do the what? same to us. We would never practice in Poly Pavilion. So wow. when Carl left, when skates retired, those things changed. And now they get to practice in Smithville House, <laughs> and we got to practice where we're going to actually play Friday, Saturday. Uh, I think there's always been lots of respect. And uh, there's lots of uh, – I, I have a really good relationship with John, and I think there's lots of respect be- between staff. And uh, it's a little bit different um, – air going around the relationship that's going on between those two, those two teams, but still huge rivalry. We cannot run away mm-hmm. from that, and I hope it stays like that for next whatever years. You know. And those that don't know, UCLA's head coach is the U.S. Olympic coach as well that led yeah. the yeah. U.S. to the bronze. So Taylor Sanders is coached by John Spra in Rio. That was awesome. We like yeah. these rivalry moments, and now we're understanding a new level through the onion of uh, the UCLA-BYU buildup through Carl McGowan and Al Skates. That's amazing. And you have to know. John has Mike Wall on his staff, BYU guy, you know, and I'm trying, I mean, I'm trying to spend as much possible, time as possible around USA team. So John is very welcoming and very opening to, uh, you know, BYU guys. So that's good. UCLA had a couple All-Americans out, and BYU, you guys are banged up a little bit. What's it like right now at practice trying to piece something together, getting ready for matches? Yeah, we don't know up to an hour before practice, what we're going to have, you know, who's going to come, who's going to show up. Oh, he can jump. He cannot jump. He can just be back row. So we got to make certain changes. We got to be prepared basically on the fly, you know, Hey, he's not here or he's here, but he can do only this. So this is, this is what we have. This is what we have. And we got to deal with that. And there's no excuses. And that's what we're, how we're trying to run our gym, you know, Hey, we have 12 guys healthy. That's what we're going to do. We have eight guys healthy. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to deal with. So this is it. You know, Very simple uh, answer. Is there a situation in the coming weeks uh, where you want to respect all opponents, but not everyone is the same, I guess, caliber of team where you might get a chance to rest a guy here or there potentially? Uh, I don't think we can afford because the conference is so tight, but we've proved some of our guys coming off the bench proved that they can help us a lot. Uh, so I, we're pretty safe in this regard. Uh, but there's no, there cannot be any calculations or, hey, now we're going to arrest this guy because it's this team. We cannot do that. It's just every loss, conference loss, is going to hurt us. So we got to win everything. BYU was really good on the service line against UCLA, and that has been an obvious point of emphasis for you and Sean Olmstead and the entire staff to get this team up to par where you want them to be. What did you do to help the team overall get better at serving? We serve more. That's number one thing. And we now use speed guns so guys know, hey, this is how it feels when you serve 65. And now we measure every time they serve in or out or they hit the target, we measure that and we report that so guys can understand the progress. We're not there yet because we're missing too many serves still. Comparison to last year, we missed less serves, but we had no pressure from the serve line. This is changing now. We miss serves, but there are good misses. So there's good and bad miss. 
So we're missing right now about 19%, 20% of the serves. Let's say UCL is 4 or 5% greater than that. We want to be around 15. But we're point scoring pretty well. We're winning a good percentage of points when we're serving and defending. Uh, but we still need to get much better there. So it's still a work in progress, and uh, we're still not where we want to be and where we need to be to be competitive for the title. Who are the uh, fastest servers on the team, and how fast? Storm, Stanley, Langlois, Sander. So they can end uh, Daubert. These guys, they can hit the ball 65-plus. Wow. Can they do that consistently? That's another question. <laughs> so those are like their peaks. Yeah. 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 We're trying to find the consistency. We don't necessarily need to go and hit 70 miles per hour, but it all takes 63 if we can do it 9 out of 10. Hmm. How fast could you serve when you played? 72, 73, I remember. That was like... Luca. That was, that was kind of a serve that I was able to... Of course it was faster on. than you guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you, bet, well, you we, better let them know that, no, right? We have no yeah. way to actually know if this is true or not. <laughs> I'm gonna take. Yeah, we we used speed guns, so I know that Carl, not anymore, but Hugh and Troy and these guys, assistant coaches, they they yeah, did yeah. measure that. They 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 would probably remember that. Yeah, our yeah. assistant coach can serve a ball harder than your assistant coach. Okay, Luca Slave <laughs> with this in Studio B, and Sean can dig it. That's yeah. He's not going to serve at 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Amazing environment at the Smithfield House once again for, you know, one of the great rivalries in men's volleyball in the NCAA. 4,000 on Friday, I think like 4,500 on Saturday. More on Saturday against men's basketball. What did you think of that? Yeah, thank you, BYU fans, to show up. <laughs> What's it like to coach in that environment? Not playing it, but coaching it. I don't hear anything. Seriously. Really? I don't, I don't hear anything. I'm in the zone trying to pay attention to our team, to opponents, paying attention to my board, trying to figure out what we need to say, what we need to do, what we need to change. And honestly, apparently, my kids are trying to talk to me because they're sitting right there. I don't hear anything. So, yeah, that's all I can tell you. you know? <laughs> dad, dad, if you look dad. at me on the match point when we block UCLA, I'm still sitting and taking notes. I'm not celebrating. Not even... No, I'm just saying hey, I got to finish okay. this before German, I, like I can give a high five to my staff. Business time. Like putting yeah. a stamp course, on it. Of course. And signature yeah. the... Job's got to be done, you know. I love that. It, third set, you're down 18-14 on, on uh, Saturday. Th- okay, you know, you bring in Will Stanley. Sometimes yeah. that's the white flag or it's, hey, Leo, Durkin, Setter, we need to talk to you for a sec. Just cool it. Will Stanley comes in and leads you to the, to the comeback. What did that mean to have the backup freshman setter come in? And he played pretty well there. So Will is coming from the volleyball family. You know, his bro won a gold medal in 2008. Uh, probably one of the best opposites ever played volleyball. Clay. Yeah, Clay yeah. Stanley. And uh, we know that he can compete. We know that he actually loves volleyball. He's a lifetimer. So he's going to seek volleyball as his profession which is not with most of our guys, excuse me. And uh, we were like, yeah, throw him in. He's going to deal with that. And you can see fire in his eyes. He's not afraid. He goes out there, he competes, and he makes that change, you know. And it was just really good performance on his behalf. And he proved us that we can count on him, and he's going to probably get more opportunities very soon. 
Luca, great to have you with us uh, in Studio B. We apologize for the delay. We we will not. We will learn from our mistake. No, we were waiting for you. We were waiting for you. <laughs> okay, make Ciela. sure you don't wait we for you. We told you. Yeah. You didn't get the email? It's okay. Yeah, you can have Sean. You can have Sean. It's okay. <laughs> we know you signed uh, our, our Rise Up flag, but have you signed the Stretch Y flag? I don't think so. I signed something. You signed yeah. our old long flag. Time, it was so long. Just, it's yes. long not, time I can't we're remember. We're not going to know if, <laughs> if it's on there. We can't read those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it for you guys. All right, Luca Slave signing the flag. Some BYU Sports Nation comment he and men's volleyball. Two against UCLA. Will you come back in, baby? Yes. And by the way, Luca's one of the great BYU fans ever. In the moment, he's all coach and all business, but he's a great fan as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy had a sack in the Patriots Super Bowl win over the Atlanta Falcons. Van Noy's the 24th BYU Cougar to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Men's basketball. <laughs> Dave Rose reached win number 300 Saturday night with a 73-62 victory over Portland. Rose has the second most wins in program history. First in winning percentage. Eric Mika is one of ten finalists for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Center of the Year Award, not to be confused with Lou Alcindor. He's also one of three from the West Coast Conference. Women's basketball. BYU taking care of business against Portland to bounce back after a tough loss at Gonzaga. They beat the Pilots 77-38, led by Mackenzie Pulsifer with 16 points. She had three threes. Volleyball. Fourth-ranked men's volleyball beat UCLA twice over the weekend. It was ranked number two. With a five-set win on Friday and a sweep Saturday night, Ben Patch led the Cougars with 41 kills and eight sets. Jimmer! Fredette led the Shanghai Sharks to a victory over the Qingdao Double Star Eagles. (laughs) Fredette had a double-double with 37 points and 14 rebounds. Cougars in the association. Double Star Eagles! The guy's like 5'9"? Kyle Collinsworth had 12 points, 10 boards, 5 assists in two games over the weekend with the Texas Legends. Tennis! Men's tennis won three matches over the weekend, defeating Denver 4-3, Montana State 6-1, and Northern Arizona 4-2. Coach Brad Pierce picked up his 200th career win at BYU. And women's tennis fell 4-3 at Missouri on Friday. Gymnastics. Cougars set a season high on vault but fell to Utah State 195.85 to 194.85. Freshman Shannon Hortman won the all-around and beam titles during that meet. Cougars in the PGA. Summer Hayes finished tied for 16th at 10 under at the Phoenix Open. Zach Blair didn't make the cut. Back to you. Lacrosse. Number six, BYU Lacrosse kicked off the 2017 campaign with a commanding 12-2 win over the 10th-ranked Arizona Wildcats. BYU held Arizona to their lowest scoring output since 2008. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Kyle Noy, Super Bowl champ. Congratulations. He was probably your favorite BYU sports moment from the weekend if you're into... National Football League You're stuff. into championships. The elite tweet of the day comes from at CougsFan44. Seeing Kyle Van Noy get a Super Bowl title was the highlight of that weekend. Amen. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Luke Slave, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremy Smithers, shout out to Stan Watts. Back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Easier than you can Bazinga! Bazinga!